Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores unique experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Okay, hey everyone, I'm joined today by Bernie and LaRon, and they are going to talk about raising blended families in the military. So they're a dual military couple, and they're going to introduce themselves, and then they're going to Tell us about what it's like to raise a blended family in the military. So you guys go ahead, introduce yourself, and then give us our life. Okay, so uh, yeah, so my name is Bernie Smith. I've been in the military 17 and a half years. I currently am a food advisor in the military, which short version of that is I inspect dining facilities, what well, we call them warrior restaurants now do management of accounts, uh, brief the command, keep everyone straight. And I get to be the honest broker of what goes on in the food service realm and just balancing a lot of hats all centered around food service and logistics. Uh, I currently have a blended family of five beautiful babies and uh, it can be full of shenanigans, Mm -hmm. but my husband to touch on that. Uh, We've been married. How long have we been married? You're trying to play it safe. So technically, we have two, two weddings. Five years. He's playing it safe because October 3rd is our official day we got married and, you know, in the church and everything with our pastor. And then July 9th is when we went ahead and had our um, wedding uh, ceremony. Mm -hmm. So technically, he's right, but he's not right. (laughs) Hello. Introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Laurent Smith. I'm a sergeant first class in the U.S. Army. Um, I am also a 92 golf, which is a culinary specialist. But there's two different kinds of culinary specialists. Uh, there's the, the guys who are, you know, just culinary specialists. They join the military, you know, working down facilities and make their rank and they become, you know, they, they grow up to be brigade, you know, advisors and stuff like that <laughs> when they're enlisted. See, me, myself is a separate uh, way of, of, of looking at 92 Golf because I am a certified chef by the American Culinary Federation. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've okay. went to competitions. I've gotten medals from, the, from these competitions. Um, I've been to a few of them. So uh, I've taken, taken teams and I've coached and mentored those guys up there at Fort Lee, which is the biggest culinary competition in actually the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Um, I, I've been in <laughs> in January. I've been nineteen years. Wow. Um. So yeah. So wait, I, I can see the light. I'm, I'm right here at the end. Um. The the, the the tunnel is getting shorter. So uh. So yeah. Um. You know, when we have five kids, a dog, and uh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we came. Uh. So little history with us we've known each other about 16 years but we kind of grew up um separate but in the same unit I say separate because we knew each other professionally but we didn't know each other personally so he was in his relationship I was in my relationship and I was going to college he was doing culinary competitions but of course at work it's like hey Smitty what's going on all this other stuff so we were really good friends coming up through the ranks and then you know as life would have it you know relationship statuses change and we so happened to end up back in Korea at the same time 
fast forward, you know, he professed his undying love for me. And there you, <laughs> there you have it. I'm a Smith now because he was feeling the kid. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'm from New York. You're from Miami, but I give you a pass. Uh, but seriously, I always thought of him as my friend. And that's what made it so unique because we only knew each other as friends and talking junk at work and cracking jokes and stuff. So when we became a blended family, um, that's where it got a little bit more complex because he came with a daughter and a son and I came with two daughters. So whereas he had the luxury of raising a boy and a girl, I only raised girls. And then two years ago, we had our baby together, Zion. And um, if you follow us on Instagram or on our YouTube channel, it's strange raising boys. They're very uh, different. So as we have journeyed on this path of, you know, raising these babies and everything, we get it from a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old boy, a 10-year-old girl, and now a two-year-old baby. And then we have our dog named Joey. Um, and if I could say anything about blending our family is keeping it fun and spunky because we're not like the average, like, you know, uh, and I say average saying that the norm is you blend a family, you're all in the same, you know, uh, city and you see the kids more often for us as a blended dual military couple raising a big family. Uh, sometimes we're oceans apart from our babies or, uh, states apart. So we got to get very creative when we do spend time together. Uh, so I would say that's the more complex part of being a blended family in the military. You are always separated. So you got to make those moments count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to that. I mean, I'm not a blended family. All of mm -hmm. our kids are both our kids together, right. but just being apart from your kids has been the hardest thing. And it's one of the reasons why I did decide to come off active duty or just get out the military altogether. Cause when I say get out <laughs> active duty, people are like, oh, you're a reservist. No, no, I just, <laughs> no. just yes all together because for me it was time. And that is what was breaking my heart. It's like my kids didn't kind of know who I was because mm -hmm. when I go to work, they sleep. When I come home, they sleep and okay. they like wouldn't see me for a <laughs> long time. And like oh, they yeah. were babies, you know, mm -hmm. so that's one of the things I can definitely resonate with because when you are together and they do see me, they're like, who this woman, <laughs> you know, and they like, we oh, gotta yeah. be creative to spend that time and create memories. Oh yes, definitely. So one of our models is presence over presence. And we say that because we truly believe that your presence is everything in, in our children's life. Um, and, you know, one thing I learned about parenting in the military is the military is like, uh, it's very structured. It tells you how to counsel your soldiers, make sure they're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Where we get it, I think a little twisted as parents is we do not sometimes apply that same energy with our children. And I know for me, uh, I was thriving as a leader um, before I switched over and became an officer. And, you know, I got the soldiers in the right uniform and making sure they're on their PT test. But when I was coming home, I was very depleted and tired and couldn't concentrate on how to get the kids uh, homework done and just checking little things. And it was a humbling experience to me when uh, early on in our marriage, we had uh, 
Devin, when we took her to gymnastics mm -hmm. and we senior leaders on our phones, texting, trying to watch her at gymnastics. And we get in the car, we're driving home. This was probably like five years ago. No, and about four. About four? About four years ago. And she and we says to her, Devin, how did you do for gymnastics? Or how did did you have fun pumpkin? I think you did really good. And she just looked and she's like, Well, y'all wouldn't know because y'all were on your phones the whole time. And that's uh, coming from a, I think she was six at the time, coming from a six-year-old, um, yep. it hit a lot harder because in reality, what we're thinking is you can multitask, I can be here, be there. And what we had to stop doing was doing that. Um, so now right. we're big on the presence piece. Uh, and, you know, again, when you're blending a family, we don't concentrate on the exes. We don't concentrate on any drama. We concentrate on blending our family. So you will never catch us in, in um, I don't know, Milan or Australia with just the ones that stay here. You no, know, you will always see us move as a unit, uh, whether it's programming it around his visitation schedule or synchronizing it where we always have all the kids. We're very big on that because um, we always tell them when it's all said and done, we want you to remember our presence. Right. We can buy you Xboxes and we can buy you Playstations, but those things don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So mm -hmm. blending families in the military is so complex, but it's not, it's not difficult. It's just complex. It's manageable, but you really have to have the uh, emotional, mental, and spiritual fortitude to do that. And if you put those dynamics together, you'll be successful, but it is very creative ways you have to make it happen. Well, I I love that because it seems like y'all are on the same page, which is huge just mm -hmm. in marriage in general. And when it comes to parenting, you have to be a united front because okay. kids are smart. They will okay. try to play y'all against each other. And yeah. even sometimes unknowingly, it's like, okay, dad said, no, let me go ask mom. You oh, know, yeah. but it, when you're a united front, you'd be like, did you already talk to your dad? Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you already talk to your mother what she said oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. so I, I love that and I, I feel like you guys are simplifying it for those who may be struggling out there mm -hmm. to blend their families because I just look on in awe because <laughs> I don't even know if I could ever do it you know and I'm just like that is a lot and I'm always inspired. It's like, okay, if they can do this, <laughs> then I can take care of the three that we birthed together. Like I, I should be having a hard time, right? You know? So I really love that y'all are being intentional, being, you know, open and communicating effectively. Cause you know, you ain't say that, but that's what I gather from what y'all are saying, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, because you can't do it and do it well if you're if you don't have all those things in place. Oh yes, right, right. yes. Mm -hmm. So, so with being like, like you just said, like you, you have to be a team all the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> you gotta know what you, each other's thinking. Like you said, you can't do the mommy and daddy game. Right. Because we're gonna be gonna say, well, your mom ain't say that, or your dad ain't say that. Um, and and we don't we don't put the you know a lot of people like to use the, the step word. We yeah, don't, we, we don't, don't say that. We don't use that. Right. Step Every, parents, everybody, step yeah, step everybody's. We treat all the kids the same and we, and we get them all the same. And, yeah. And we, and we spend time with them all the same. And if I could spend more time with my kids, I could, I would. 
Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So you know, dealing with a dual military family with with uh, kids being you know not in the house all the time, you have to make sure that you you have a plan in place yeah. to make sure everybody feels like it's all emotional. <laughs> they're a part of the family all the time, and okay. you're always here. And you, like we like we tell my my children when they get here, yeah. When you get here, put your put your clothes down, but take your clothes out of the suitcase and put them away and put them in your, your closet. Your you have your room <laughs> and all that stuff. So yeah. like it's not a weekend slumber it's party. Not a, yeah, this is not a, a I'm going to my dad. No, this is your house. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how we that's how we that's how we do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge because you're giving them a home, even though obviously it's their home, but mm-hmm. you're making them mentally do the work to say, hey, this is your home instead of just this your home. You could just put no, get your suitcase, you know, kind of like counting them by the numbers almost, but not as extreme, you know, and I think that's that's really good because kids like normalcy, you know, normalcy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though military life does not give you that. So any type of normalcy you can give to your kids, I think is really great. Like, okay, come, come on, pay, unpack. It's like you coming from just your one house over here to your other house. Yes. These are your houses, you know, yes. we're all your parents. We all love you. And yes. I love that. I love that because I have coached a lot of couples who are trying to do something like that, blend their families. And while I'm able to help them, you know, educational wise, it's right. like, okay, I'm going to need you to go to my friend Bernie and Laurent. <laughs> Because they're going to be able to help you implement some stuff that, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to because I can go off statistics and all of those things, which are great, you know, but people need people who have real life experience Mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, yeah, I've been there before. I've like actually lived through this and I know what it's like. This is what you can do to help. And, you know, it may be something that maybe the whole thing wouldn't work, but it gives them an idea Mm -hmm to say, hey, I can pick from this and kind of make it my own and see how it can work in my family. So mm-hmm. I love that. I do have a question. So mm-hmm. we all know military life is sometimes very, very complicated. So I want to know what do the two of you do when both of you have to go away, like on duty or extended TAD? Like, how do you prepare your kids? So I think the best I'll give you a scenario that happened. So, um, in the, you know, in the army, we have duty, 24 hour duty. Yeah, yeah. So when COVID kicked off, it really, uh, it put a strain on our family for multiple reasons. Um, one, uh, my family care plan person is my mom. COVID happened and the kids were pulled out of school. Mm-hmm. Then my son was removed from daycare because everything started shutting down. Then right after that, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time. Put that into perspective, we still have to soldier on. The rosters for duty come out and (laughs) I don't even know how this happened, but both of us end up on duty the same night at the same location. So I'm the OIC and he's the NCOIC. And we're sitting there like, we don't have any childcare right now. My mom is dealing with her diagnosis she's in New York. And then, oh, by the way, how am I going to be the OIC and you're the NCOIC? So as luck would have it, we had, um, we worked it out and everything, but I would say preparing them for just that small 24 hours was complex. For one, 
Um, at that time, Zion was maybe 11 months. He had never yeah. been away from us for longer yeah. than a couple of hours, right? I think it's longer than that. Yeah, because yeah, it was in May. So it was like right, right, right at um, 11 months. But he had never been away from us for longer than um, a couple of hours, right? So mm -hmm. the pr preparation for him was complex for me because I was breastfeeding. I was nursing him. Um, I just recently stopped nursing him about five months ago, but during that time I was nursing him also. So now I'm producing, you know, the bottles for the night for him. Um, the, the kids that weekend he was supposed to get um, Serenity and Devon, we had to reschedule because the military said this is what we have to do. So had to move that. And then for Danielle and Devin who are also in the house, now we, we will be away. Mr. Smitty and mommy will be away. And we need you to still look after your brother, although you're going to your cousin's house. Um, and so saying all that to say on a small scale, those small things where it's like, he might have to go to the field and I might have to go to work or what have you. They understand that most of our, most of the kids understand those things. But when we're talking about something major, like a deployment, we've never had to do that yet. Big, the longest we've ever been separated was five months. He was stationed at Fort Bliss and I was stationed at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. You, you had to do NTC oh, and your schooling. Absolutely. School and stuff like that. You know what? You're right. So deployment wise, no, we haven't had to do the deployment. But when it came to like long distance schooling, um, I was gone one time for, for two months, another time for a month, another time for another month. And so... I have been a uh, in a blended family before with my children's father. He's never been a uh, a bonus dad, so he's trying to figure out, okay, how do I balance this when you're not here? Because as you said, kids will try you, yeah. um, and so we had to educate each other on how this was going to work. And so with that, we educate our kids too. So um, when I would have to leave for extended time, and he would get all the kids together, he would have to just figure out how to balance all of them. When, uh, for instance, he was about to deploy a couple of times, we would talk to their mother or, you know, let her know like, hey, this is what's going on. And we would let the kids know, this is probably going to be the new, new, the virtual uh, discussions, um, the text messaging, which we have a group text message group with all of our kids because they all have phones and stuff. And so, we do that on a daily. So I don't think, um, to kind of bring your question full circle, I don't think we would ever have a, a crimpling problem if we both had to leave. It's just a matter of how you set that up. Because remember, uh, he, he is, although he's not their biological father, he's still legally responsible for them, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But then the complexity behind it is, okay, birth certificates, enrolling in school, you know, oh, mom's here. And, you know, so we, we, it's not just the kids you prepare, you prepare the schools, you prepare the caregivers that will take care of your kids. Um, and so all that to say that it's not too hard. It's just planning. Mm -hmm. Just like when you go on a military mission, you got to plan. So it's just Everything. a lot of planning. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of, you said a lot, but I, I got it all. And <laughs> some stuff that you said, it was like, oh, man, I've been there. I remember having my daughter going to work. It's like they were sitting and waiting like, yeah, 
she about to come off maternity leave. Oh, yeah. Let me put her on this roster. I was like, oh, oh yeah. And so I'm having to be, I'm the sergeant. So I'm having to be the A duty NCO, you know, or no, the duty NCO. And so it's like people come around as soon as I go to pump. They're like, oh yeah. Where's sergeant Lucas said, it's like, <laughs> she's pumping every time. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I have to, you know, do it for my daughter who was, very frail you know I got to do it every two hours so right you know that's just it is what it is and so they're like every time I come looking for you you're gone mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell you to put me on duty as soon as I like the second day I'm back duty. Oh, yeah. and then at this time at this time I was financed so <sighs> the max of guns at that time e9 mm-hmm. for those who don't know what that is equivalent to sorry major yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, NCOs don't get the day off after they have duty. I was like that in the army too. <laughs> no, it would have been fine had I not just had a baby like six <laughs> weeks ago. It would have been okay. But I'm like, okay, how am I going to get the milk to my kid? Because my husband was gone, you know, yeah. even though it was for a few days, they had to call him back. Yeah. <laughs> so he could take the milk to the kids oh my you know God. Or to the baby and I was just right I was like this is insane you know mm-hmm. but one thing we decided to do is like you know what okay we got to have a better plan and we got to have some type of communication between our commands because we were always in different commands yeah be- because we just were I liked it that way because there was no blurring the lines for us because Marine, <laughs> as we all know, they be crazy and they do crazy stuff. Right. You know, it's just true. So, you know, we had to come up with a better plan, you know, to help our kids. And our son was the most coherent, you know, as far as understanding a little bit better because our daughters were like infants. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but he got it. You know, we would talk to him as far as he could understand and tell him, hey, I'm coming back, but I'm going to have to leave for a certain amount of period, uh, a certain amount of time. But what I loved, though, is back when we we were stationed in Japan at one point. And, you know, over there, you just ain't got nobody but each other, really. Anytime you're overseas. And so I really commend my command at that time because they really stepped up and helped me out because I was like, y'all, y'all was just like, okay, we need a Lucas. It don't matter which one of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> to go to Afghanistan and my husband like raising his hand getting all excited I was like, why? why are you happy like nobody yeah. loves to do this stuff like I'm gonna do it because I know I signed up for that but I'm not excited you know right. of course they chose him but I was like whatever so but my command really stepped in and helped me because I mean I still had to stand duty I yeah. still had to do gate guard I still had to do all the things and you know I'm an NCO so I'm still having to command these troops and mm-hmm. so they really did help me out. And it, you know, over there, you ain't really got a family care plan that's right. local. Everybody is stateside. Oh, yeah. Everybody. I think, um, like you said, you've done a great point about command support. Yeah. I think one of the major situations that we see, because a lot of people come talk to us, like Chief or Sarah, what do you think? Um, you have to be transparent. Um, for us, we are very transparent with our command. We don't tell our business to everybody, mm-hmm. but if you can right. impact my life and my personal, we need to have a conversation. And mm-hmm. so um, I will say our current command for the last two or three years, um, 
you know, different commanders and stuff, one thing that has always helped is our transparency has led to them to support. And for me, I don't need you to give me a break. I just need you to tell me what you need. And if there is a situation, I will always, we will always um, make the mission happen. But when you're talking about, you know, right now we're in Georgia and his uh, two two hours away, that's perfect. But it was a time when we were in Fort Bliss, Texas, and they were in Georgia, and that's 17 hours away. And there's just no way he's going to see his children every two weeks. It's just not going to happen, right? So uh, one of the things with us moving now to North Carolina that is uh, helpful is when we brought up the scenario of, one, his daughter is about to go to high school. Two, um, this is only going to put us four hours away, which is still perfect. You know, him and his ex-wife can meet and everything. Um, or if I have to go pick up the kids and then three, it keeps our blended family structure. Um, because we are senior leaders, uh, we are able to talk it, but remember when you get to the top, the positions get limited. A soldier, you know, junior soldiers can move around and everything in that little cluster because it's a big population. But when you're a senior leader in the military, we might need just one warrant officer here. We might need one star first class here. So when you're talking assignments in the military and stuff, be transparent with the people who can impact you because when you try to hold everything to yourself and never tell anybody, you're not only causing your own self struggles and stress, you're impacting your family. So I think that's a big misconception is that people in the military don't take care of families. They do, but what are you what are what are you putting on the table to say, hey, sir, ma'am, I can do my job, but I need you to understand that if they send Chief Smith to Fort Bliss, Texas, and they send my husband to <laughs> Fort Bragg, someone's getting out the military. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. gonna work, yeah. you know. And so um long story short, we were able to get it synchronized. And so now we'll both be moving on to our next assignment mm-hmm. together. Um, but sometimes you might have to take a, a, a different approach. You might have to take a position that's lesser of a grade, um, palette for you just to keep your family together. And so, um, my last piece on that is we don't let the military define how we parent. Uh, we, we, we still struggle to, you know, balance at times because we're human. Right. Mm -hmm. But what we have never told our children is, well, because of the military, I can't parent you. That is like the most craziest things. And I hear people say it, well, I'm stationed in California and my kids are in Texas. I'll be honest, not just because he's my husband, but because of the type of of care and caliber and how he was raised, there's nothing that's going to stop him from seeing his kids. He might not can't see them every two weeks if we're in Alaska and they're in Georgia. But when we see each other, when we get our family back together, we're going to make that time. But in between there, there's uh, Zoom, there's uh, um, um, social media, there's phone calls, there's being creative. We have PlayStations and things like that. They get online, they play together there. We do different things to make sure our kids don't ever have to feel like the military was the cause of their family breakdown. Now, truth be told, there are some toxic leaders above you and some people will make it very difficult for you. Yes. But what you do with that <laughs> is you tr- you try your darndest to help help keep it together 
on the forefront of the family. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you might have to go in late hours. You mm-hmm. might have to work around that just so it appears to your kids that mommy isn't choosing uh, the military over you because they feel that. Sometimes yeah. I, 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 I get sad sometimes because children do feel like that. And uh, I think as the, as the, for us in the army, as the army goes rolling along, as they say, there are things that are better. Now maternity leave is three months. Yeah. You know, when I was having my babies, it was 45 days. 45 days back to work. And you're back to work. Um, breastfeeding now, they give you up to a year to breastfeed um Mm -hmm. your children and you will be non-deployable. Um, they will make accommodations, they have lactation rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're making ways to get there, right? But let's be honest, big army can put out great policies, but the people that impact you is where you're going to run into the pickle. So you got to be, you got to be willing to stand up for your family. And, and even if, even if you have those toxic leaders and things like that, mm-hmm. right. You have to work around. Like you said, you got to work around those things. Don't, don't use excuses. Cause I've heard a lot of horror stories with, uh, with, with NCOs or, or even officers getting out of the military and half of them kids don't even know who their parents are. Don't know. So because right. they, they spent all their time in the office Behind making sure soldiers was good. Making sure their, their soldiers Uniforms were good. Making, ready sure, for the board. making sure their <laughs> barracks were clean. Exactly. Uh, making sure that their the soldier stuff was good. But did you check your own child's room? Right. Exactly. Did you did you did you make sure your child was good? Are you empowering did you, them? Did you miss that baseball game? Did you miss mm-hmm. that soccer game? Did you go to that track meet? Mm-hmm. No, because you were too busy worrying about the soldier. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, and, I, and I would say, like she said, presence over presence, right? So you you go to those track meets. It, make time. Tell, tell the command, hey, hey, I got... Sir, what gotta, you need from me? I got to hey, go I, by I four go. o'clock. Oh, yeah, I got to go. Please so, work with me. Yeah, be, be there. Be there and be present for those for those events, right? And even your daughter, daddy and daughter dance. And don't use this excuse. Well, especially if you stay two hours away, three hours away, four hours away from your or your kids. Say you, you got visitation rights. You tell that, hey, I'm, I'm coming down there for the daddy-daughter dance this weekend. I'll be there. Just make the time. Let your people know I'm putting in leave because I got to go and do. So we, we got to stop making excuses That's of why we can't parent and making excuses of why we can't parent. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, it's just, it's, that's real big, especially for the kids. And the last piece on that is when you do have leaders that don't care. There are leaders who, do, who don't sit in the same spaces as you. There are leaders that look at you like, oh my God, that's a lot of kids. Oh my God, and you're a blended family. Oh my God, how does that work? Oh my God. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I make it work. But here's another thing. The military has systems and processes in place. So if someone is making it where it's difficult for you to be that leader, there's IG, there's EO, there's Sharp, there's having a face-to-face conversation because when people don't sit in spaces that you deal with daily, they don't understand. Sometimes you got to educate them like, sir, like he tells the commander, sir, every other Friday, I have to get up the road and get my kids. Me, sir, my daughter is a junior Olympian, been there three times. Uh, all of our kids are very intelligent, whether they're doing sports or this. So, sir, I need to be at the... Um, the 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 presentation yeah. or the track meet yeah. or whatever so it's two folds to on one end yeah there are toxic people but sometimes parents in the military are really pretty much not holding their own to say what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. i i i need help and some people are just too prideful to say that they need help 
Right. Or um, they're scared. Yeah, and they're scared. And they're scared. And you'd be surprised at how many people will dangle your, your report card over you and say, hey, you know, you weren't really here because you were too busy with your kids. Well, it's, is that a problem? You know, you got to throw that onerous back on that person because some people, they might have spouses that are at home and they can work till midnight. I can't do that, sir. I need you to tell me what you need. Okay. So I can help the organization because this is what puts the food on the table. But I also need to be transparent with my leadership so they understand the complexity of my life. Because I'll be honest, our commanders, they, they tell us all the time, I don't know how y'all do it. Like you're a chief, you're in, you're a SARM first class, getting ready to pin on a uh, mass iron. Hopefully if this darn thing, it's, it's a whole bunch of different stuff with the NCO's channel now, but um, we'll that all that to say, senior leaders um, balancing a, a big family, a dual military family. And oh, by the way, it's not perfect, but it's our perfection, you know? And we tell people to love how you love without trying to fit in everybody's spaces. You know, for us, we don't we don't allow our kids to call us by our first name. I'm Miss Bernie and mommy. He's daddy and Mr. Smitty. So my kids call him Mr. Smitty. His children call me Miss Bernie. That works for us. Some people like stepdad or Jane or Bob or, hey, whatever floats your boat. We don't do that over here. You know, um, some people use terminology like those is his kids and they won't they won't even try to get to know their spouse's kids. So your spouse relationship at the top is going to impact all those children around you um and then we have our dog joey so we have to love him too <laughs> you know i i love i just love that i love everything about that because one thing i know was hard for us was the commands mm-hmm. we never got a great command at the same time never mm-hmm. and like never <laughs> so this is the first time we did we got some pretty good people. Yeah. You know, it's either I have a great command and they work with me. They understand I have kids, you know, and his is crap or vice versa. He has this great command that understands we're both in the military and that we have kids. And mine is just like crazy. But mm-hmm. the last command I was at before I got out, they, well, let me, let me preface this to say my direct <laughs> supervisors <laughs> were not it. I'm just going to say that. Right. So I always, me, E5 Sergeant, always having to go to my master guns every mm-hmm. single time. There's a gunny and a first lieutenant right there. <laughs> I walk out the door, go over mm-hmm. there and tell my master guns, hey, my husband's master sergeant is tripping. Because obviously she would pull rank on my gunny. But I'm like, it's a whole like officer over here. What we doing? You mm-hmm. know? So... I was like, I could totally go over there and say some stuff, but then she's going to call you, mm-hmm. you know, because when she starts to act up, there's no rank involved because mm-hmm. we're talking about kids, right. you know? And I was like, I'm not going over there to just save my career and my peace of mind. I'm not okay. going to go over there. I'm going to tell you. And he was like, why are you always in my office? I was like, your guess is good as mine. <laughs> so, but he would always have to call over there and be like, hey, they're going to have to switch over because she's mm-hmm. a Marine and so is he. And yeah. they're both the same exact rank. So I'm going to need you to give him a week and then she's going to need a week. And also too, I had to stand up to my gunny and my OIC because they would want me to go to the barracks 
all the time. And I was like, I can't do that. You got, there are more single <laughs> than there are me. I'm literally right. the only one. And I was like, so you're going to be the only one that I feel day. Yep. And I mean, some think that you're trying to get out of work. It's not that I'm trying to get out of work. It's that I'm trying to raise my family. And if, and this is how I put it into perspective for people. If, if the military, is, it, it, let me say this, if the command uh, is not willing to support, you have to make a decision as a parent. Because unlike, unlike parenting in the military, I can just step down. I can't step down as a parent. Mm-hmm. So right. I have always said with us, Especially when COVID kicked off, we were nervous. We didn't know what to do. It rocked everyone's world, right? I'm trying to, we're trying to virtually parent. We're trying to stay senior leaders, trying to deal with my mom's breast cancer. We're trying to, and I'm breastfeeding. All these things are going off, right? I will say this. What really kept everything into perspective was this. I had to be honest. If I have to choose my family or the military, I choose my family. And I'm and I was okay with making that decision at 17 years. I was okay with having to go home because the army does have a mission and I understand that. And if I can't be 100% for my command um because of a pandemic or because of something else that may occur, I have to be the adult in that situation and the parent enough to say, you know what? I, I, I choose my family and I, and we talked about it. We discussed it. And I think um, as a dual military family, you have to have those true transparent conversations, not with just your command, but with your spouse. It's not a threat. You don't want to threaten nobody. I just get out. Really. When you get out, they just replace you. Right. right. What you have to figure out is how can you make it all happen? And if, if you come to that standpoint, what are you going to do? And you got to be willing to say, hey, one of us got to get out. And that's okay too, because sometimes, because he had 19 years, sometimes that might be the best thing that you have to do is take a knee. And it's okay. Never compromise your parenting by your profession. Whether you're in the military or not, your parenting should not be defined by your profession. Mm-hmm. Hey, friend, let me tell you about an amazing community I created just for you. If you're a military wife, and that's whether you're the service member, the spouse, or the transition vet. You'll want to know about Military Wives Collective on Facebook. This collective of military wives show up for each other, have hard conversations, and cultivate sisterhood across the ranks and beyond the uniform. From monthly events to weekly chats, this community will help you have fun and just let your hair down, combat the emotions of feeling alone and loneliness by connecting with a plethora of wives from different walks of life. Get resources and the inside scoop on events, courses, and coaching discounts that will be coming up specifically crafted for military wives, their marriage, and family lifestyle. If you're a military wife who is always looking for ways to connect, give back, and thrive in life, then this community is for you. To find out more, go to www.militarywivescollective.com. That's www.militarywivescollective.com to join. And that's that's real talk, obviously, because <laughs> I got out because I was just like, they are making it impossible. And it's not like, oh, my daughter had a medical little issue. No, right. we didn't know if she was going to live or die. And it's like, I just had mm-hmm. her. And it's like, I can't do this again. We had already mm-hmm. experienced loss, but this mm-hmm. baby was actually wow. here and breathing. Yes. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I told my husband, because I would go to work. I would go to pump and I would pump and then I would sit in there for like 30 minutes and probably cry 
my eyes mm-hmm. out. And I was like, I have never felt this feeling in my life. And so I was like, I think it's time for me to get out. But, you know, I had two years left and I would have been at 10 years, but I had two years left. And I was like, God, I do not see a way out because yeah. the Marines make it real hard <laughs> for me to get out. It's just true. And so I was like, I don't see a way out other than me just sucking up this year and then getting out on early release from a year. And I was like, I cannot do a year in here. I can't mm-hmm. do, it. you know, and mm-hmm. I, I just cried out to God that, you know, and he answered me, obviously, because mm-hmm. I got out. Um, my major found some kind of pro- program where I could get out on a hardship. And, yeah. you know, it just what was going on fit the category, even though really it was supposed to be for the member. But because right. it was my daughter and I don't know, they worked it out. They wrote it up to make it sound really nice. And, you know, I got out honorable discharge, you know, mm-hmm. on a hardship. And I was like, whoo, once I got out, I was like, yes, now I can focus on my daughter because she needed every bit of my attention. And I was like, exactly. I just can't do this. Cause they're like, and oh, you have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself right. grace and be able to say at the end of the day, I did what was, I did what I needed to do for my family. And I always tell people, I will never change my decision to join the military. I'm grateful for everything that, um, that transpired in my life to help me get to where I am and be on that platform to now be able to take my kids around the world and things like that. Right. But if I had to, um, if I had to make a choice at the end of the day, it's going to be my family. Uh, And I'm not talking about deployments. If they say, Hey chief, we need you to deploy it's six months out or whatever, or if it's three weeks out, we have a plan in place. Now we're as COVID is lifting, we got a good structure plan, especially where we're going next. So those things are not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting out of a deployment and I'm not talking about, you know, shirking on duties or malingering. I'm talking about the day-to-day basis where someone is coming to you with last minute things and you're like, okay, you probably knew this a week ago, but you just told me an hour ago. You want me to get it done in an hour. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get back to you after I come from track practice and I'm not going to be texting on my phone because now my children are looking at me as if you don't have time for me, mommy. You know, and so you got to you got to I don't know if you follow my other page, self-invested self-care. I talk about how to invest in your self-care. And so one of my staple statements is self-investment is lucrative to your mental wealth. With that said, if you don't consider yourself a bank account, your life a bank account and make deposits in your life, you're always going to be depressed, depleted, uh, uh, overdrafted and feeling like everything is on me. But you got to set boundaries. You got to set boundaries and give yourself grace. So if you have to take a knee and get out the military, have a plan. It's okay. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, they're going to look at you and say, my mom was available. Hmm. You don't want your children to look up in your 20 year career. You're walking across that stage and they're like, okay, who, who is that woman? Mm -hmm. Oh, the woman who didn't have time for me. Right. But you also exactly, but you also don't want, to fail the mission. So it's a balancing act. It's a mental balancing act. And so what you have to do Mm. is take the steps to put boundaries around yourself, Mm -hmm. give yourself grace because it ain't going to be perfect. And also understand that if you got to make a choice, you have to be okay with that choice. And that's where talking to your spouse comes in at. So you got to be strong as a dual military couple through it all, not just love and cute pictures but when when the heat rounds come and you like babe 
ain't gonna be able to make it home to 20 hundred because we still knocking out this and I'm knocking out that. Sometimes it's like, okay, okay. All right, then I'll go get the food and I'll go get this. And we literally have a schedule. He's the chef. He makes all the fancy, pretty stuff. Right. So I'm like, thank God, you know, um, saying all that to say, you just have to have a plan in place. You can't just wake up and say, "Eh, today we're going to do this. No, you have to be like, all right, babe, this is my schedule. We have our Google calendar. I'll update it. I'll add him to it. So it shows up on his calendar. So, you know, I have an appointment at this time. Danielle has track practice. Serenity in them needs to be picked up. We literally have a Google calendar that keeps us straight, personal and professional. So one, we can do our job. Two, we can be parents. And three, we got to make time for ourselves because the military is the job. The children are the future. But what about the president? And that president is you and your spouse. So you can't neglect your spouse either. Right. And Laron, mm-hmm. you look like you got some very insightful things to tell us. We ready. <laughs> Let's no, go. No, it's, it's, yeah, I was just go- listening to my wife speak um, on some uncertain things. And I would just say, you know, because I think different, right? And I think marriage is supposed to be set from a foundation, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the military, because in the military, you know that sometimes the wife and husband can be separated. That means, mm-hmm. hey, you got to go do a, a hardship tour in Korea. Yeah. And that happens a lot. So now you have to move and you got to leave the spouse behind in the States and you got to move over to Korea and do your tour. Um, people will say, oh, that's hard. I can't do it. It's that and the third. <laughs> it, 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 and I, I, it, what is he doing over there? And then here comes, yeah, here comes the... Here comes the, the drama in the scene. What you doing? What you and, doing? Right, right, right. <laughs> so you're calling your spouse every two minutes and figuring out what you, what's going on. If you have a strong foundation at home, right, right and it's built off of friendship, loyalty, and all of that, um, you shouldn't have to worry. I, I would, I would not, I would worry at one minute if she's over in Korea, and I know she feels the I'd same way. The streets, find it all. <laughs> and i know she she feels the same way about me right so um that's a good point, so eh? so yeah so you just got to have a strong foundation um that's that's a lot of that's especially with dual military that's the question that comes up all the time how how, how you guys you know if somebody has to leave for a year um how are you going to do it easy that's easy uh <laughs> That part's just easy. Just make sure you you call. Make sure you check in. Not check in. See, if people see things, see, think because you know the check in word, right? A lot of guys be like, "I ain't got check in my wife." I ain't. It's not about it's not about that, <laughs> right? You just gotta call and make sure that you are, you know, pres- uh, I would say accountable, mm-hmm. or and make sure your responsibilities are taken care of at home. Because you right? can't be here. So 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 especially if even if the wife is over there. Right. You just call in and say, hey, babe, I'm here. Um, you know, I'm about to eat some breakfast or, you know, you just you just spend time, especially, if you, got, especially if you got kids. You got to call, read, you know, you know, read a story to your kids over the over the iPhone and FaceTime and things like that. So it, it, if you're doing that, you should have no problem. Right. So right. so that's why that's why I would say strong foundations at home always uh, helps with a dual military family. Mm-hmm. And and you should have no issues with him going to NTC, uh, doing a hardship tour, 
or anything like that, you know? Yeah. And I love what you said, because that is the baseline of what I teach mm. is couples having a thriving career and a thriving home because yeah. they seem to think they have to sacrifice one for the other. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can no. have both of those things. It's like, I did it, you know, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. are many other couples who are doing it. And it's like, just, I mean, just because you come from a different place doesn't mean you can't do the same thing that we're doing. Right. But it's because we made mistakes, y'all, can't, y'all just can't be afraid to make mistakes. You're gonna right. make. You're human, so yeah. and you're gonna have to be open to learning along the way from right. your spouse, from right. other couples. And so, I think it's a lot of times people are just kind of stuck in their ways, and like oh, you yeah. said, they make excuses when oh, it's yeah. like, "Hey, you're gonna have to do some deep soul searching and check mm-hmm. yourself," which is the hardest thing to do. You know, say, okay, I can stand up in this area because it's always so easy to look out the window instead of looking in the mirror, you know? Oh, yeah. You said that right, looking in the mirror. And a lot of guys be like, man, it's a year. And I don't know if I could do a year without. Yeah. The military will make me cheat. That's why I cheated. (laughs) What? No. No. You cheated because you wanted to cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You did what you did. Yeah, yeah. You did what you did because you wanted to do it. Yeah, don't don't say. We have soldiers and NCOs and officers in our office about that topic all the time, and we're just sitting there like, no, I I don't I don't buy it. The military don't make you do anything. Nope. The military right. tells you like formations and op orders and things like that, but how you treat your spouse is very important. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I outrank him in the military, but I'm very clear with people. When I come home, I take chief hat off. I am wife. The husband, and and again, this is just my belief system. The husband is the head of that house. Um, a lot of people struggle to be thriving career women at home, and then they come, or I'm sorry, at work, and then they come home and they can't shut it off. Now you're disrespecting your husband. You're not treating him like the 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 man of the house he is. You're not giving him that respect. You're not yielding. A lot of people believe that submission is. Oh, I'm a, he's, I'm a slave. He got to tell me what to do. It's none of that, right. you know? Um, and I feel like that's so key because I tell people, like people have jokes at work, like, so who wears the pants at home? And I'm like, that's not even funny. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Of course he wears the pants at home, you know? Um, because I, I truly, when I cross that threshold, all I want to do is be the pampered, spoiled little wife and sit there and he leads. And I'm like, oh, so what are we doing today? I'm down for it because now I don't have to be chief. I don't have to be the leader. I don't have to direct traffic. I'm at home to yield to my husband, show him grace, take care of my mental sanity and also empower my children. Because if the man has the vision for the family and he leaves the family genuinely, I always say genuinely because some people have toxic thought processes. Um, If he leads your family genuinely and he shows you that I can take care of you. Why do you want to come home and leave the house? Who wants to do that? No, you need to look at the big picture. If you can take off that hat for at least 10 hours while you're at home, you're going to be the bomb.com when you go back to work tomorrow. But if you're trying to come home and tell your husband what to do and he, you talking over him and you disrespecting him and the kids see that, guess what that shows? Well, mommy, mommy is in charge at work and at home. And then you're setting a new standard for your children. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very careful with that. Um, and for me, it's just easy. Like, 
I, I don't want to leave nothing at work. I just want to eat lemon cookies and, you know, <laughs> chill out. And, and you're setting a, you're setting a toxic environment, if you're, especially if you're doing that. Um, I know, you know, there's a new day and age of women, career women, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of men can understand that, you know, um, as a man, you know, you don't have to, especially as a real man, you, I don't, I don't worry about <laughs> if her rank is higher than me, you know, so you know, especially yeah, I got she, a little she, on the side, you know what I'm saying? She's a warrant officer that she does her warrant officer thing. And I do my enlisted thing. That is two different sides mm-hmm. of the military. Yeah. Right. So um, when it comes to going home, what, what, what do we, if, if you're a female and you coming home and you trying to direct like you're doing at work, that's, you, you, work. you, you, you wrong. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, you know what I'm saying? So, and if the man is allowing that and he just, you know, cowering down and he taking the orders and, and acting like he's one of the kids, then now you don't, you don't have one child. You got two kids because now you have the husband is a child and you got another child at the house. And then they so, say stuff like, I make yeah, more so, money and I'm moving yeah, in the so, Then it turns to a mess. That's, like, that's just toxic. So now the whole, the whole environment is toxic. And then you're coming <laughs> you from, you want to come home. You're coming, you're coming <laughs> right. from, you know, at work, you're, you, you're getting in, in the mess and then you're coming home and you're getting in the mo mess because every, every place is toxic for you. Now it's going to turn into a whole mess. Yeah. And then there's your, <laughs> there goes your, there goes your marriage. Right. So that's why I said you have to just, you have to balance yourself. Mm-hmm. Balance what you got going on. And I don't know if you're religious or not, but, you know, you just got to keep God first in your marriage. And if you do that, you'll be fine. Absolutely. And I believe in keeping God in your marriage because it keeps it keeps things centered. That's a good way of saying it. But also, too, when you are trying to operate in a place that was never designed for you, Mm -hmm. i.e. trying to take the mantle of the man. It's always going to be <laughs> chaos. Always. Yeah. You're never going to have this fertile ground. Mm-hmm. People think so, but I'm like, it's it's never going to happen because mm-hmm. God designed it that way. There is mm-hmm. a reason that <laughs> there's a chain of command, like in the military. There's a reason mm-hmm. the structure there. And mm-hmm. I will say too, we're not saying, oh, if your husband is degrading you, you should lay down and take that. Exactly. That's why I said genuine leadership. Genuine leadership. That's not genuine. That's toxic. That's abuse. That's mental (laughs) abuse. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we're not saying that. We're saying that you need to operate in the gift. So many times women and he already talked about the men, so I ain't going to do that. But you know, <laughs> so many times women think the help meet or the or submission is meaning we're weak or we're yep. less. That's that's a, a wrong interpretation of that. That's mm-hmm. not what that means. That's not what we're doing. There is so much influence in walking in the gift that you were given. Oh, yeah. So okay. me being a supporter to my husband, we'll use that word. We're a supporter to each other. But the mm-hmm. gift I operate in is very different from the gift he operate in. And when we operate in our gifts and we come together, we thrive together. He is the best at home. He is the best at work. I'm the best at home. I'm the best at work. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to be over here laying down, taking whatever he throw at me kind of thing. Uh, we don't do that in my household. And that is certainly not what I teach, you know? Yeah. So I, I just want to encourage the listeners to know that that's not what we're saying. We want to clarify that and let you know that you can have a great marriage operating in your space. Mm. Quit trying to come over to your husband's space. Husbands, quit trying to come over to your wife's space and stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of y'all need to just stop letting each other kind of 
get over into each other's space. Exactly. It doesn't work. It only creates chaos. And then eventually, like you said, there goes the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they blame the military. In reality is because we're talking more military, but in reality, the problem isn't the military. The military tells you what you need to do. Yeah, you got, I always tell people the military ain't the problem, it's the people in the military. Mm -hmm. And because you got to deal with the people, you got to find a way around that nonsense and chaos. (laughs) So again, again, empowering each other is so important because I know he has aspirations to own a food truck and he's an artist and he's a sculptor and he's so creative and things like that. So guess what I'm doing? I'm looking up, okay, food truck. Okay, we're going to retire here. So when I'm coming here, I'm like, babe, look, 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 look. You know, because now he sees that I believe in him. The reverse for me. He knows that I love coaching. I love mentoring. I she, love- she loves telling her story, which I've already <laughs> told her. She needs to write a book. I have stories. And, and, and this book will be probably a number one seller. I already told that. She, she, if this thing comes out, she's going to be she's gonna be up there. That's why I, I, I believe in her 100%. Um, and I like, and, and she's always telling me, she, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Because I know, because she believes in it. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to believe in your spouse, believe in what they're doing, believe in, and, and don't tell them, oh, that, that, that sounds crazy. You shouldn't do that. Exactly. And that you're just killing somebody's dream. So, right. it, it, so a dream, everything in this world was a dream. Mm-hmm. Every business, Even every marriage was a yeah, dream. Yeah, every, every business, every uh, uh, entrepreneur that's out here, Bill Gates. You know, uh, 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 the guy who made the, the apple, you know, th- those things, uh, those things were dreams that people came up with. So don't don't diminish anybody's dream, don't be, especially your spouse. You know, you we know. just did a YouTube about that. Uh, we I can't remember what was the name of it, but one of our videos, we talked about uh, Rise and that's our uh, staple uh, thought process behind marriage. You know, the R is respect. I is integrity. S is is fave, my fave too, I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> sensual slash sexual, and then the E is for empowerment. And so when you look at that acronym, it's gonna at least give you a a, a, um, a layout, a footprint, uh, because nothing is perfect, right? But if you think about it, if you respect your spouse, y'all have integrity in your marriage, because people make mistakes, you have sex, have some sensual love, not mm-hmm. saying it always has to be sex, but it could just be how you make that person feel, how you change their mood, their attitude, how you cuddle with them. I'm a big cuddler, right? Um, and then empower is the E. If you're not empowering your spouse's visions and dreams, you don't believe in them. So why are you married to people you don't believe yes. in? I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, we never diminish past relationships. We always look at them as, okay, well, I believe the universe puts you in spaces that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be in a successful marriage past um, whether you got divorced, whether you're a single parent, none of those things are going to stop you from being successful in your next marriage. And I think people get so boggled down by saying, well, this person hurt me. All men in the military cheat. All women in the military is hoes, blah, 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 blah. And it goes on and on and on. But never remembering that your life experiences are dope. Whether they're good, bad, and any and, and different, your trauma can empower you to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And additional ta- additional to that, make you have better relationships. But if you're not self-investing in your self-care, you're not doing the self-work, you're not depositing yourself, mm-hmm. there's no way your marriage can grow if you two separated can't be mentally sane. If your spouse is over here struggling, has bad gambling problems, financial issues, uh, all these things, 
and you're not over there like, hey, maybe you don't understand how finances go. Let's talk about it. Let's get inside of a, a class, you know, let's research it because we teach each other stuff all the time. Um, but again, we have a grounded friendship. So you got to invest in yourself, build a friendship, build your marriage and just, you know, <laughs> catch their eye. And as they say, a man finds his wife and all of that. I mean, he found me. So I mean, I was right there the whole time. Like, hello. <laughs> right. And one thing <laughs> that you touched on that I definitely bring awareness to is the 100-100 marriage. I get mm-hmm. it. The concept, I believe is true. But there mm-hmm. are times when one of you are, is going to drop below that yeah. 100 oh, and yeah. the other one is going to have to carry the pack. And you you basically talked on that when you said going over to help him like, hey, we need to work on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody always want to say, oh, everybody needs to be home. Yes. And it's a process yeah. that you go through. You do, all but that's time. not reality. Yes. <laughs> and reality is that sometimes you're going to fall below that 100 and you're maybe going to be at a 50 okay okay it's my it's my season it's my time to carry this 150 so as you said you're going to have to be constantly working on yourself and working on the marriage as a whole so that when those times come you can do it because if you never do that y'all both are gonna like fall below and it's gonna be a mess and and I'm glad you said that. Um, one thing I would say is he is like my emotional support. You know, I've been through a lot of things in life, you know, and when it comes to him, (laughs) when it comes to him, I I made that face because I'm her, uh, also her calm down. Oh yeah. So Uh, we're totally, yeah. So so I'm an ambivert, so so I can be extrovert and introvert at different times. He's more introverted. He's more of the guy that's going to talk me off the ledge. I'm the one like, let's get on no, the edge. Let's jump, get it. Let's go. <laughs> at, 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 at go. So it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, so you, that's when we balance each yeah, other. Yeah. And I think like you were saying, you know, some spouses is going to be here. And there are days that I get sad. There are days I get weary. But I know my best friend is who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to another guy in my office. and I'm not talking to all these other people. I'm coming home to the man that is leading me. And vice versa. He knows if he has down days or if there's things I don't understand, like there are things I don't understand and he teaches me, you know, and you have to be humble and appreciate that inside your marriage. Because the minute you block your spouse out from communication, you have just put yourself on your own island. And now you're feeling like he don't love me. He's this and he's that. But the reality is, is that I can come to him. But at some point, if there are things that you need therapy for, that's when you hire a coach. That's when you hire a therapist because some people have that misconception too that your marriage, you don't you don't need nobody but your spouse. Yeah, you don't in in the in the grand scheme of things. But sometimes some marriages need therapy. Some men need therapy. Some women need therapy, and there's nothing wrong with that. So you have to give your marriage grace and as well as yourself and understand that in order to manifest the best version of your marriage, you got to be willing to do the work. And sometimes that work might mean therapy individually therapy together or coaching for us. We never had to go to therapy, but I think we set so many expectations of each other. We were very clear and cut dry. You're cheap. Nah, not doing it. No. Not, not going through that mess anymore. You know, um, if, 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 you know, we, we had like these top three things. And from there, I think, um, we were very clear in understanding of what was the expectation. And once he was like, I'm leading the family. I'm like, yes. 
I don't have to be a leader. I don't have to be. So, you know, it, it, it works for us. I'm just. <laughs> I love his facial expressions. They're hilarious. And even watching y'all on IG is just funny. The highlight of my day, because it's like, I so see myself and my husband and them. It's, it's great. So, oh, thank it's, you. You know, but I want to know if you can leave a couple who may be new to the blended family um, mm-hmm. situation with just one thing, what would it be? One thing. I'm a three thing type of girl, but if it was one girl, thing. Girl, don't give them three things then. Okay. All right, girl. Okay. Okay. So if I could leave three things, one with blended families, never make it about the exes, right? Whatever has happened in the previous relationships, let that be that. If you got to work through it, let that be that. But when you blend your family, it is not that child's responsibility to pick up for a parent's problems. Mm-hmm. I say that because whether me and my ex-husband see eye to eye, whether him and his ex-wife see eye to eye, it is not the children's responsibility to right. make y'all feel better. All you can do is focus in on your blend. Your blend is your is your cubbyhole. Those are your, your troopers, so to speak, right? So, um, so that's number one, worry about the blend of the family. Two, don't try to replace the ex. Um, I'm very big on, I am not replacing their mother. He is not replacing their father. I have so much respect because this woman is the reason I have bonus babies. That man is the reason he has bonus kids. So on that aspect, we got that respect for the parents. When, when you blend a family, your job and obligation isn't to become the kid's best friend and it's not to replace their parent. Your job, honestly, is to be the extra parental unit and be on the same accord. Because when you try to replace their parent, now you feel you're in some competition. I'll be dagged on if another woman who didn't birth these children tried to replace me. You got to see what that feels like as that mother. That mother deserves respect in that aspect. I'm not saying let her call your house all types of craziness, let her disrespect you, let someone talk to you in your type of way. But what has worked for us is I was very firm and I was very straight up. Hey, I'm never going to try to replace you. When our children are in our home, these are our rules. What applies at your house doesn't apply here. And what applies here doesn't apply at your house. So we kind of made that very firm. Don't try to replace anybody and don't try to be the best friends. We have to be a united front. And I would say thirdly, um, empowerment, empowering the entire blended family. Uh, you got to realize it's an emotional roller coaster for everybody. On uh, one aspect, you're trying to build that relationship with your bonus babies, but not upset your, your biological mm-hmm. kids because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, I know Mr. Smitty and it's like, that's my dad or Miss Bernie, can we hang out? Sure. And then it's like, you're my mom. So those things happen um mm-hmm. we've been really good about m- minimizing it but you can see where the kids are like wait a minute so do you know that person more than me they're mine because kids are territorial so mm-hmm. you have to empower everybody to blend the family and a part of that empowerment is knowing your kids individually we get so focused on blending the family we also got to get focused on empowering your kids mm-hmm. we have children that play uh play sports we have kids are our, our, all of our kids are very smart they're either a b yeah. honor roll we got one doing college and high school at the same time 
We got a track star. We got a football player. We got all these things going on, right? But they are their own separate individuals Mm -hmm. and you have to empower them. And they have to see that you're empowering your spouse. So empowerment has to be the center for everything. If he believes in me that I can go on to be this awesome, dope person, they need to see that because you bleed life into your offsprings. And I'm a firm believer that you empower your replacements. Those babies are your replacements. So empower your children, empower yourself and empower your spouse. And those are my three girls. Look, with that, I don't even need to say anything else because you hit literally all of them. So I want y'all to tell everybody how they can find you and follow you and get involved in the conversations that y'all have. Well, we got we got our uh, YouTube channel, Married in the Man Cave, which, uh, which is about do military, married. You know, talking about <laughs> talking about uh, serious uh, conversations between marriages, and also talking about some man cake stuff. Yeah, yeah, man cake stuff. And then you can find her at Blended with Bernie. Yep. So I'm on. Uh, I'm Blended with Bernie on Instagram and TikTok. You'll find me there doing short clips, crazy videos. Blended with Bernie on Instagram, um, and then he has that boy can cook, which is his aspirations of getting his Bahamian Miami cuisine out to the world because he does really good locally and um, in Atlanta and everything. So he's pretty well known in that community, but he's not really good at social media yet. So um, he's building that boy can cook on Instagram. Well, you already have your Instagram Instagram. and then he just started TikTok. So you can catch us uh, that boy can cook um, blended with Bernie on both platforms. We do have Facebook, um, our names, Laron Smith, Bernadette Smith. And then lastly, for me, if you want to self-invest in your self-care and understand the kooky and no BS way of learning about self-care, hit me up at self-investing self-care on Instagram. And I'm building my platform on YouTube also, which is Bernie Smith. And I'm going to get into interviews and um, more about uh, self-investing, about caring about yourself, about entrepreneurship. So in a nutshell, we everywhere. <laughs> well, I want to thank you two for coming on. It's been an honor to talk with you. Y'all are hilarious. I hope y'all know that. <laughs> y'all are really funny and I, I love y'all. So thank, thank you, you again. So much. For coming thank, you too. On. thank you. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com. Or connect with me on social at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome.